Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm really excited to be sitting down with today's guest because we're going to have a conversation that I really haven't ever had on the show before. You all know how passionate I am about showing up online as yourself and building a business. You know, you have to be present. But what if you could get some of your biggest fans talking about you and what it is that you do and spreading the word of mouth through brand loyalty? And so that's what we're actually going to be talking about today. My guest today is Yashavan, who's also the founder of Sorel a tool that makes finding, managing, and monetizing influencers simple for brands. So over the last couple of years, Yash has been exploring the world with influencer marketing and has worked with over 10,000 influencers. He's created and perfected a six-step system. You guys all know how much I love systems. I mean, if systems work, so let's be real. So he created a six-step system that any brand can apply to start and scale a successful influencer program. And with that said, Yash, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Yes, Katie, lovely introduction. Excited to be on the show and share all my systems and processes that work. I appreciate it. And, you know, like I said, I haven't talked about this that much on Rocky Mountain Marketing, but I do have a lot of people in when my one-on-one coaching or in uh, a lot of the new clients that come into uh, work with us. They ask about influencer marketing. And then my answer is always, that is not my wheelhouse. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because influencer marketing, I think a lot of people think, oh, are we talking like hiring Kim Kardashian? Are we talking about hiring these people with millions of followers? And that's that's not all types of influencer marketing, right? Yep. 100%. I think that is the type of influencer marketing that is the least effective nowadays because most people see through it right if kim kardashians yeah. is promoting something very likely people just think ah that's some, someone probably paid her to do it or it's a friend's company or something like that so the core of influencer is the word influence so you got to go after people who have influence on your target market so yeah definitely like the big influencers don't work and even what we're seeing with brands most of them now want to work with local small influencers who are authentic. They don't have that many followers, but they have a great connection and a great influence over their audience. So yeah, that's the type that works nowadays. Okay. So before we dive into what works and this amazing system that you've created and how to find these influencers, or maybe people are interested in becoming an influencer themselves, how did you get into this? Like, how did you start getting into influencer marketing? Yeah, good question. So I was actually running my own boutique agency i worked with a handful of clients. We did the entire like marketing process from them, from like acquisition to retention to whatever happened in the middle. And then from there, our primary acquisition source for most brands was Facebook ads. Now we're talking 2019. When they still worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they still worked. And then around like middle of 2020, 2021, 
really stopped working, especially after the iOS 14.5 cookie updates and so on. The Facebook ads, the cost of acquisition just kept rising and rising. It became so high, it was just unprofitable. It just did not make sense to run ads anymore. So we thought, hey, what should we do? We could go out of business, we could pivot uh, and find a better acquisition source. And then we had done some like small time influencer stuff before. And one of our brands was already getting a good amount of word of mouth on social without having an active program. So we thought that's probably a natural channel to pivot to. People, this was again, like just during the lockdowns and the pandemic and a lot of people were just online all the time. So influencers were booming. Lots of engagement on social media more than normal. So we thought, hey, this is a good channel. And that's how we just kind of stumbled into it out of necessity almost. And then we crushed it. So we did the whole, we've like, we've onboarded 500, 1000 influencers in a few months for some of our clients back then. And we were brand new to it. And that's how we slowly we made mistakes, figured out the system. We did it over and over again, perfected it. And that's how that six step system was formed. Well, Yash, and I, I love that because a lot of times with Facebook ads, and I mean, Facebook ads, they still work, but they don't, they're not as good as they used to be. Let's just be real with it. it yeah. I mean, I remember I was, I was like, oh, it's not a good ad if I'm spending more than like 10 cents a click or whatever. Now it's like, yeah. yay, we're, we're at 50 cents, hooray, we're under a dollar. It's one of those things where you're not getting quite the ROI that you yep. used to from Facebook ads. One of the things yep. I love about influencer marketing is that they don't realize you're watching an ad. You, you, you yes. think you're just watching somebody that you already know, like, and trust talk about something that they know, like, and trust. That reminds me of this old David Ogilvy quote. So for those who don't know, David Ogilvy, advertising legend, he has this quote of an ad disguised as an editorial. So back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s, only ads that were in, or in newspapers or magazines. And instead of it being like a flashy ad with lots of colors, they basically made it look like an article, which was a natural part of the newsletter or the magazine. And they disguised it as that, but it was actually an ad. And those ads back in the day were the most effective uh, forms of advertising. So now influencers are uh, one of the ways that you could do an ad disguised as an editorial, basically an ad disguised as organic content on socials ads being disguised as just another post, you know, this has been happening forever. You think about going back and watching episodes of Friends, all of those, you know, brands that were sitting on top of the refrigerator and stuff, those were strategically placed there. This has been happening for years. And I think that it's just now become a space where, hey, I could hire somebody that's not has 7,000 followers or someone might want to hire me. You don't need to have millions of followers because it comes down to the no like and trust factor. As you said earlier, a lot of times these bigger brands, these bigger celebrities, people can see right through what they're talking about. They know that, oh, they must have been paid for this. So talk to us a little bit about those micro influencers or the, maybe the different levels of influencers. I actually used to think that nano influencers and micro and these categorization by follower count makes more sense. And you should always work with smaller influencers because smaller influencers tend to be more authentic and so on. I've kind of had a slightly more nuanced um, experience in the last maybe year or so with more and more brands. What I've found is regardless of follower count, if the person is nice, authentic and real with their audience, it doesn't matter if they're bigger, they're likely going to charge more. But again, so like you, Katie, I could come to you 
I could pay you so much money to post about something, but you won't because I just feel that you're a real person. You really want to help your audience. So even if you become, if you have a million hits on your podcast, you're still going to be the same authentic person, right? So regardless, I would still work with you and I would pay you money to promote my product. Even if you're so big, I won't classify them as like micro, nano, macro, and mega and so on. So like, I would probably just do it by authenticity. So if they're a good person, because there are some real, like smaller influencers who are still like fake and they promote all sorts of products. Like once you work with a skincare brand and it was all about like being a minimal organic skincare uh, product, right? Then we worked with this beauty influencer, they promoted the product. And then next week we saw them promote a makeup company. Right. So it's like, well, like, yeah, if you're into organic, natural skincare, probably should not also be promoting a makeup company because it doesn't feel right. If you're a makeup person, promote makeup all day. It's not a, it's not a moral judgment. It's more of like who, who you are as a person. If you see people who are doing that, regardless of size, should not work with them. So let's dive into this six step system that you've created and kind of talk about it and then really how people can decide if influencer marketing is right for them. So before we dive into that, let's talk about this six-step system. Understood. All right. So basically, step one is to start finding influencers. A lot of brands, I think, or people like paralyze themselves by thinking about strategy. What should we be paying them? Should we should it be commissions? Should it be a flat fees? How much should we budget? And so on. I think sometimes when you're new to it, because it's such a black box, influencer marketing, some of it can be a little bit paralyzing. So it's avoid the step zero, avoid the analysis, paralysis by analysis. Just hop on to step one, which is find influencers. My suggestion is to push, find 50 to 100 people who are in your niche, who talk to your ideal customer. So let's say, let's stick to the skincare brand example. If you're a skincare brand, let's say a natural organic skincare brand, search for influencers who post about their skincare routine. For example, search for skin skincare influencers who use the words hashtag anti-makeup. So find influencers like these, make a list of 50 to 100 people. Now that you have the people, you can start um, vetting them a little bit. Um, so once you have, let's say you make a list of 60 people. Of those, probably 10 or 15 of them are not going to be a fit because you find something on their profile that's, that's maybe not aligned with your brand and so on or your values and so on. So just remove them from your list. So basically step one is prospecting your finding influencers. Step two is you create what's called an influencer offer. This is my version of a strategy. Generally, when you think about strategy, it's such a vague word. Different people mean different things by strategy. So I like to use the word influencer offer. And I break it down three core components. So we're still on step two. We're creating an offer for these influencers. The reason why we find the people in the first place is because I have found that it builds empathy. Sometimes if you go to create the offer first and you don't know who you're targeting, Sometimes it becomes a little bit weird because what, what you might find is you might create an offer that is flat fees, pay the influencers to post about us. But you might find after you discover and go to their profiles is a lot of these people are very authentic, don't really care about money that much. They just want to share products that they love with their audience, right? So it's, to avoid the mismatch, find the people first, then build your offer. And continuing my offer, there's three main components. First one is the incentive for the creator. So what do they get? This can be money, like flat fee, you can just pay them, which is what most people think when they think about influencers, but there's tons of other ways to incentivize. You can give them a free product. So sometimes you can just send a free product and they push about it, no money involved. So all you spend is your cost of goods. So that's one way to pay them. Another way, very popular is commissions. So you could just pay them for a commission of every sale that they drive. Basically come up with a way to incentivize people. Next, 
come up with a discount or an offer for their audience. So like, why should they buy from you right now? So it could be a discount, it could be sh free shipping, free swag, whatever. Like give the audience something if they buy from this particular person's link so that the influencer also feels special that you have created this for their own audience so that they feel comfortable sharing it. And then what you should do is you should create some perks for the influencer. So commission is fine for a lot of influencers looking for some sort of a community aspect or some sort of other perks. Like, do you send them free products every month or do you invite them to your like manufacturing facility to see how your products are made or do a live session with them or do a free giveaway for their audience so they can build their own organic following or if you're a brand with your own, let's say you have 10,000 followers on Instagram, where you could reshare their posts so some of your audience gets exposed to their content. So other perks like this, which basically like help create a more authentic community feel to your offer. So that's your influencer offer is like you have an incentive for the creator, a discount or some sort of perk for their fans and some like other, you know, cherries on top that you can add. That's your offer. That's step number two. Step number three is outreach. Basically, send them a simple email or DM share something about yourself, tell them why you're reaching out to them specifically. Like, hey, I love your content on how you take care of your skin naturally, for example, and then end with a soft call to action. A lot of bands make this mistake. Like they will just ask a hard, what I call a hard call to action. Like, would you be open to collaborating with us? Or they would say something like, we are willing to pay you $300 for every post. Can we work together? Question mark. This is what I call a hard call to action, which is like, it's too much of a commitment. It's like bringing a ring to your first date. It doesn't work. Just lead with a soft CTA, such as, are you open to chatting? Or can I send you a free product to test out before you commit? Or use the words like, no strings attached, no commitment, and so on, so that people are more open to test things out. And influencers appreciate when you give them this, when you don't assume that they would want to promote your product, and you give them the space to at least try it out first. And you don't even want them to promote you if they don't like your product, right? So like, cause that would be not authentic and people won't buy. So that's step three, send them outreach with a soft call to action. Step four is ship them the free product. It's like a banal step, like ship them product. But this matters because you could add personalized notes. You could use express shipping. You could gift wrap it. Shipping is the only experience in the whole funnel where it, it's a hundred percent open rate. You could send emails or a hundred percent open rate, send a letter, maybe it doesn't get open. To ship a product, very likely it's going to get opened. So make it a wow experience for them. We see influencers just post while they're unboxing. That's a win yeah. for you. So if you make the unboxing experience great, that's a win for you. So ship the product and make it special. Step five is track performance. So at this point, they've probably posted. You start tracking performance. You send them an affiliate link or a discount code, ideally, which goes back to the offer. Like if you have commissions as the incentive and discounts as the offer for their audience, then you are able to track that. So a good thing about having an offer like that is it's also trackable. So you can attribute revenue to your influencer program. So start tracking, see who's working and like see who's like actually performing for you. This brings you to step six is build real relationships. Probably the key out of all separates the good from the great is the step number six is build good relationships. Hop on calls with them, do giveaways, do something special for them. Um, and a lot of these influencers really appreciate that because a lot of brands in 2023, 2024 still treat influencers as, you know, like one-time salespeople. Okay, we send you a product, you post about us and then it's over. It doesn't work that way. You've got to build like a long-term real relationship or friendship with them and then keep working with them over and over again, especially ones that, that drive traffic and sales and awareness for you. Yeah, that's the, that's the six step system. It, it sounds like once you have the system in place, it's very easy to replicate with multiple mm -hmm. 
influencers or multiple, you know, collaborations. It, it, it's not something where it's like, okay, God, now I have to completely reinvent the wheel. You have mm. this system in place. And then it's just kind of, like you said, maintaining the re relationship. So it's in maintenance mm. mode. It's just, okay, this is our list of influencers. Here's some people that we've been watching or people that we've been keeping an eye on. And now yep. we want to partner with this person. Let's see if they're ready yet. Yep. hundred percent. That's how it should be. Some, sometimes influencers won't be ready upfront. Maybe they have a exclusive deal with another brand or, you know, they're just not taking collabs at the moment because they're focused on building their organic following, whatever it is, send them the free product anyway. Don't expect them to post about it. Just build that relationship. And then eventually one day it'll, it'll result into something for you. So what would your advice be for, let's say a, a local business, I was going to say a restaurant or something, but that seems like it'd be too easy. What would your re recommendations be for an automotive shop, like an automotive repair shop? Let's say they are looking to maybe do some influencer marketing. If it's an automotive repair shop, this is a services business. So it's slightly different from a product business, right? Usually it's product-based businesses that do influencer marketing, like a skincare brand or whatever, right? If it's a, and we have worked with services business as well. So good question. The way I would do it for a, a repair shop basically is find influencers in your, it's kind of difficult for a repair shop because people only go to a repair shop when there's something to, something to fix. What I would do in that case, if you have any like enhancement offers, like, hey, we'll fine tune your brakes or whatever, right? Like reach out to car influencers in your area. So in your city, for example, and then offer them a free service, offer them some sort of a membership, give them something for free, and then just invite, send outreach to maybe a hundred influencers in your, in your area, and then call them over, give them the free service. And then in exchange, once it's done, just say, Hey, if you liked it, just post a pic of your car inside our facility and just say, thanks at that person. Yeah. And then a lot of other people in that city would potentially reach out to you. And then if you want to do like detailed collabs with them, there's ways where you could create custom offers where you can give them some sort of a freebie. So, hey, if you sign up, if you go to this auto repair shop and take my name, you get a hundred dollars off your first, whatever you signed up for, something like that. So that you can also attribute sales to that influence. Okay. So how much we looking to spend here with this? Because really, you know, you can give stuff away for free and everything, but I mean, how much should you budget for your marketing for these influencer marketing it, it it really depends and i i don't even recommend starting off with having a a set budget beyond like some basic you know like 500 or 1000 dollars something like that because you would you don't want to work with influencers who promote you for on a paid basis because that leaves a lot to just chance you don't know how their audience will respond you're just taking up that's like gambling you're taking a bet on them um right sometimes it works most of the times that does not work because uh, an influencer who would post about you for money might might post about anything for me. You don't know, right? Like you don't know that person yet. So what what is better is start relationships or conversations with a lot of influencers. See who actually has a problem that your business can solve. Just offer your service for free. Because in that case, your budget is basically your cost of delivery, right? Or your like the value of your product or your service. Let's say it's like, I don't know, like a five hundred dollar um, service that you do. Just offer it for free for that person. And then you could negotiate a deal where it's like, hey, if we do it for free, would you be open to posting about it? Right. Something like that. So I don't even recommend having a budget because giving yourself that budget will just make you take shortcuts, which you don't want to do in early stages of your influencer program. You should pay influencers who've already posted about you organically 
for commissions. And like, if they're already driving traffic, proven to do it, then bring them, they do like send them free product. Once they post, whoever's, whoever is posting really nice photos or reels, we would reach out to them and say, Hey, we love your content. They're willing to pay you whatever, like a thousand dollars a month. If you post three reels and two stories about us every month. So you use the payment as like the highest tier of your program instead of it being the way you start your program. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. so what if somebody is a, let's just say a, a business coach or a sales coach and they're trying to launch a, a, a course or maybe they're trying to get some more clients coming in at the beginning of the year or something. Yep. And so they're making a strong you know, sales push or marketing push. How would influencer marketing work for them? Yeah, we've actually seen it's a good, uh, it reminds me of a sales coaching program that we worked with. They did a lot of TikTok influencers who posted about their program, which basically funneled people into a free webinar. So obviously with something like a sales coaching, not everybody is yeah. going to be ready for sales coaching right now, right? It's something yeah. that takes a lot of education to do. Realistically, nobody's going to see an influencer post and sign up for your sales coaching. That is too much of a jump from where they are, right? But a more natural jump would be downloading an ebook, um, attending a live session or a webinar in that case, right? So what this brand did, which was probably something um, that others can do, is funnel people into a webinar, an actual live webinar. Or if you're able to, if you have a good relationship with the influencer, you could do a live session on Instagram with their audience. So it's like you bring value to them, you'll attract some of them uh, who sign up immediately. The others who don't at least will follow you. Ideally, if you're a sales coach, you're already posting content organically on your social and then you become the influencer for these people and slowly you convert your own organic following. With businesses like these where the where it's not an impulse buy, it's not like a skincare product where you just like it, it's 25 bucks, you just buy it. It would, it would have to be more of a, hey, what's the next natural step for the people who watch this TikTok? Probably watch a 30-minute live session, right? Instead of signing up for sales coaching. And in the live session, you could nurture them, educate them into buying the sales coaching. So, yeah. Well, Yasha, I have one more question for you on all of this. What if somebody says, this mm -hmm. is really cool. I, I never even thought about the fact that I could become an influencer. I wouldn't mind, you know, the opportunity for some free stuff. If I like it anyways, I would be interested in sharing it with my audience. How, how should somebody become mm -hmm. an influencer? If somebody wants to, let's reverse engineer the type of influencers that brands want to work with. Better be authentic, don't promote too much stuff and just be real with your audience. So the one question that I would ask is if you want to become an influencer because you want free products, don't do it. <laughs> That's a terrible way to get free products, right? <laughs> What you should do is figure out a niche that you care deeply about uh, and figure out a group of people that you think that you're called upon to serve. Like, hey, I want to teach people to have sales careers or, or I want to teach people to do, become better marketing people. Or, I want to teach people to be or encourage um, other women to get into STEM careers or whatever, right? Like whoever your tribe is that you're called upon to serve, find that. And if you feel that you can create content, you have some expertise in that space start making content, or even if you're not an expert, you're new to it, uh, you can just document your journey and start posting. Figure out something that you could just, you would just do even if you had like 500 followers or less than that, right? And then continue doing that for a long, most of these influencers have been posting for years and years until they get to their first even 10K and then it blows up. And it's always that like that slow growth curve and then suddenly it, it picks up because one reel goes viral. Right, but to get yeah. to the point where that one reel went viral, 
you had to make a hundred reels that did not work. That got like five views from your mom. So if you're willing to do that, get into the influencer game. Otherwise, there may be other ways where you can just work with influencers and get similar benefits for your own business. I love that. And I think that too, it, it all comes down to the community that people are building. You know, what type of community have these influencers yep. built around their brand? And what type of community does your brand want to be a part of? Because that's what it all comes down to is you're using somebody else's or sharing somebody else's community with yours, hopefully. Yep. And then if there's no alignment with community, then it just does not work. I like to call it, I sometimes use the word esoteric alignment. Like, hey, are they aligned with you like on a spiritual, like mission values basis? So if you're like vegan protein powder company, don't work with the bodybuilding influencers who talks about having chicken all day, right? Like, that's fine. Eating 13 eggs for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah, raw eggs, like just, you know, like pounding eggs. Don't do that, right? But if you're a carnivore company, that's fine with that. Work with that. That's your person. That's your guy. You don't want to work with the vegan influencer. So like, fine, this is just an extreme example to illustrate a point. It's just that find your own tribe that's aligned on you from like a values perspective and then figure out a way to work with that. Oh, I love that. Well, Yash, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. I learned so much about influencer marketing and you really kind of shifted my perspective on how influencer marketing should work. I've always kind of thought about it as like, okay, you're buying your way into somebody's audience, but really, if, if you're working with the right influencer, it all comes back to sharing a community, a like-minded community. If people are interested in learning more about you and influencer marketing, all of that, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, go on our website, getsaral.com. I think Katie will leave the link, but it's getsaral.com. And then there is a, on the nav bar, you'll see an academy. So we literally built like decades of experience cumulatively put together in, in like almost like course format that you can read. So read through that. And if you're ever interested in getting, signing up like for an influencer marketing tool that makes the whole six step system simple and easy for you, there's a sign up link on the website. You can do that. And generally, if you're interested in more content like this, connect with me, find my name on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and you'll find me. Awesome. And we'll include links for all of that here in the show notes. Be sure to connect with Yash. And I think that too, be open-minded for influencer marketing because it can be a great way to get your brand out there through a trusted audience, to a trusted audience. The, the people that are going to hear about your brand through influencer marketing already know, like, and trust that person. So if they're on board with you and your business, then it should be a win-win a, a for everybody. Yasha, thank you again so much for joining me today. Thank you, Katie, for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.